Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Eva Medelek, and I am so excited that you have blessed us with your time today. Remember, how you spend your time, your effort, and your energy is a direct reflection of your values and priorities. And when it comes to how we spend our time, we don't always choose wisely. So I want you to help me welcome today to the show Deanna Galindo, a nutritional therapist on a mission to help women improve mental fitness and prevent cognitive decline to the show. So welcome, Deanna. It's so nice to have you on the show today. Thank you. I am really happy to be here. So I want to start by asking about you before we go into what you do and who you help. Who is Deanna? I grew up in this amazing Sunshine Valley in the heart of South America in Bolivia called Cochabamba. Wow. And my mother was from Salzburg, Austria. So I grew up in the 19, well, I was born in the late 1960s. In the 1970s, it was this absolute global citizenship before anybody knew what that was. And I came to Texas for university. I was on a real exciting fast track in corporate marketing and technology for oil and gas. In parallel, I was honorary consul general of Bolivia because I did so much for Bolivia, which basically meant I was a career diplomat without being paid in parallel to my corporate job. And in addition to that, I was super involved with a charity uh, to help build schools in Bolivia and help orphanages and medical facilities. Wow, that sounds like an amazing start to your life. So who are you now? What's going on in your life now? Like, who are you hanging out with? What do you like to do? Well, I got married at 38. And that my whole world changed because I absolutely wanted four children. And I had this incredibly difficult journey with fertility. And at the same time, my father, who my brilliant, brilliant, amazing father, Senator, ambassador, historian was diagnosed with Parkinson's. So I spent several years learning about nutrition and life stress management. And long story short, I I was so passionate about what I was learning that I became certified in uh, nutritional therapy last year to help other people prevent the heartache I lived through as my father's caretaker with neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's in particular. Any children? Yes. It took seven years, but I have this amazing child and I tell her she's worth four babies. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. I'm so glad that worked out for you because I'm sure our listeners were kind of like at the edge of her seat. Like, did she end up having a baby or not? How old is your child? She's 11. And this is where I can honestly say she's a testament to the power of nutrition and stress management and everything that goes along with it. Yes, we actually did have a fertility specialist on and that was something that she really, really talked about was nutrition, environment, toxins, oh my, all all of the things that will support people who are struggling with um, pregnancy and and fertility issues to, to get them on. Their, their path to realizing their dream of having a child. So we are so happy for you in that. So tell us now in the work that you do, what problems that you solve? Yeah. 
Well, I am, you know, I started off, as I mentioned, just wanting to help people connect the dots between their body, the food they eat. And, you know, it's hard to see long term, but Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, we know, starts 20, 30 years ahead of the first symptoms. But as I started, I did not know that, actually, I did not realize that. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Absolutely. And I think the most powerful message is that food is more than calories. It's information that can turn on or off disease. So even if we have a genetic disposition, in my case for Parkinson's, it doesn't mean we'll get it. It really depends on the foods we eat and our lifestyle and our stress, whether we'll trigger some of those genetic factors or not. And as I started working with women with the idea of helping prevent disease down the road, brain diseases down the road, what I've discovered is that one in four women in the U.S. is on anxiety or depression medication. And that sent me, that made me pivot again and dig deeper into nutrition for mental health. So it's not just about preventing neurodegenerative disease down the road, but it's really about helping women today. And there's a direct link between food and our mood between the nutrients we get and depression or anxiety. So it's extremely exciting. I think that there's so much we can do to boost our mood, to improve our mental fitness, our cognitive function, and you know, to age happy and well. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when you said that, it, it brought to mind when I had, when my daughters were teenagers, when you talked about food and mood, Oh my goodness, nothing crankier than a hangry teenager. And we discovered early on when my my oldest daughter would get moody and irritable, quick, get her something to eat now. <laughs> and that's what we told her boyfriends and, and eventually her husband, when she gets like that, it means she's hungry. <laughs> so I can totally relate to, um, you know, food and mood. And, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate, to, you know, attest to the fact that even in their partners or spouses or people in their lives, how the mood changes based on blood sugar. Absolutely. You know, and, and with your blood sugar levels are low, you might be hangry or cranky. Um, when they're very high, you might be a little hyped up and excited. And so that's a, that's a very that's a very strong point to make, so that we understand. And really bring home the point how food can affect our mood amongst many other things. So talk to me a little bit about what makes you an expert now in this field, because I, I heard you say how you got interested in it with your, your dad's um, health condition and got you more interested in, in learning more about his condition and what causes it and what might help him. What are some of the things that made you an expert? Well, I guess I started this nutritional therapy program in 2019 in the fall of 2019. And the difference I noticed in my father was so dramatic. You know, he had already been diagnosed with dementia because um, they, they told me it was Parkinson's and I brought him all the way to Houston. I'm paying out of pocket for the best medical care and nobody ever talked about nutrition. And what I learned once we started really giving him really nutrient dense foods is he started cognitively coming back. And it was just extraordinary to see the difference in his mental state and his brain health. And, and then he had a heart attack and he was gone. And it just took me oh, months so to sorry. pick the pieces back up. And I felt like all this information, if I had only known 
you know, when he was diagnosed 14 years ago, but that information was not available. So that's why I'm on such a mission to help other people, because we now know there's a direct link between food and our brain health. Our gut health is directly linked to our brain health. And I just really want to share that information. And when I started in the middle of the pandemic, uh, I started with a, a group program on Zoom. And again, as I worked with these women, we talk about digestion and really recognizing what food does in your body, physically, emotionally, mentally, how's your energy level. And then we spend a week on digestion. We spend a week on blood sugar regulation. And we spend a week on fatty acids because there's so much misinformation about fats and they're absolutely fundamentally important to our brain and to our mental health. And so over the course of this last year, as I've worked with women, as I mentioned earlier, what I'm realizing is there's, they have seen such a dramatic shift in their, their cognitive function. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have brain health anymore. And it was the power of connecting women to their bodies was just so rewarding and so exciting that I've decided to dig a little deeper. And I'm now doing an advanced course on mental uh, nutrition for mental health, nutrition and integrative medicine for mental health, because I think every woman out there should know how much they can truly do. And unfortunately, as women, we give and we give and we take care of everybody else. And it's only when something breaks down mentally or physically that we stop to take care of ourselves. And this is where I love having cross paths with you, because it's really about empowering women to, you know, self-care is not a luxury. It's absolutely essential. If we empty our well, we cannot help anybody else. Exactly. And self-care is not separate from productive action. And, you know, I had a, a guest on last month that really talked about um, how important it is to be selfish when it comes to taking care of ourselves and how much better we can take care of other people when we take care of ourselves first and really prioritize ourselves and our and our health as well. Uh, I'm curious, Deanna, why, why women? Why only women? Why limit this to women in your practice? That's, that's a funny question you say, because the very first client I had for one-on-one -on -one nutritional therapy was a gentleman. <laughs> and he asked me the same thing. And I said, you know, part of it is we, I recognize I can't help everybody with everything, which is why I originally started out. And because of my journey with fertility and because I was so intent on making sure my daughter got the best nutrition and just really learned to love delicious, nutritious food. All her friends' moms were asking me, how did you get her to eat beets and, you know, a kale and all this other stuff? So I've kind of had a very scattered approach and, and where, where I've decided to finally settle is again, in, with this restart program, this five-week program to seeing the dramatic difference it makes when women just connect to their own bodies and to the food they eat, because Food is very bio-individual. There is no one size fits all. And as you recognize what foods are best for you and health is not the absence of disease. Health, true health is feeling good. And that's what really motivated me. I really want to help this group of women because we don't, again, we tend to not take care of ourselves until we're in crisis. And at that point, we're having to spend a lot of time fixing things that are broken as opposed to preventing things and really being our best selves every step of the way. So I always ask my guests this, you know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword kind of question, like who are you for and who are you not for? And what I mean by that is it, it goes beyond the ideal client and the problem you solve, but like you said, you can't help everybody. There are certain people who should 
absolutely reach out to you if you are X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I can definitely help you. And there are certain people who either may not be mentally or emotionally ready to accept help or whatever that looks like. So who are you absolutely for? I am really on a mission to help women who are struggling with anxiety, with chronic fatigue, with brain fog, because a lot of these are either symptoms of a mental ill health or they're signs of cognitive degeneration, neurodegenerative deterioration. And we want to rein that in before it becomes a problem. So people who know they want to feel better emotionally, mentally, and really are willing to make a lifestyle change, you know, and just really listen to their bodies and connect to the foods that are going to nourish them. And what I've learned along the way is when we eat the foods that are best for our bodies, we're literally making the choices for foods that are better for the earth. And it really becomes an opportunity, I say, for climate change on a daily basis, right? We choose sustainably sourced food and we choose real food from nature. The other side of your question is, who are you not? Yeah, for? who should absolutely you- not bother reaching out for you? <laughs> to you. Well, is, yeah, it's definitely not a weight loss problem or a weight loss issue. I don't work with people who come to me for weight loss. Weight loss could be a positive side benefit, but it's really about reducing inflammation. It's about addressing nutritional deficiencies. So it's not for somebody who's not willing to really commit to to making the changes that make their body feel good. And unfortunately, we live in a very uh, quick fix society. And this is where the fads become very popular. You know, and and I work with so many women that swing from paleo to keto to intermittent fasting. And it's really about figuring out what works for you. And it's really about taking the time for that self-care and making sure you're not only eating the right foods, but that you're eating them mindfully, you're breathing, you're managing your stress, you're really building stress resilience and making the time in whatever way works for you, whether it's journaling or walking in nature or just meditating. But it's for people who really are committed to taking care of themselves so that they can really be their best self and really make a difference in their families, their communities, and whatever ways they they want to. So what I'm hearing in all that is really addressing the underlying problems that may be causing the the weight loss. I mean, the, the weight gain and the brain fog or the fatigue is really getting to the root of the stress that actually manifest in these outward symptoms, if you will. And if you just want to lose 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds, you're not the person to come to for that. But if you really want to feel better about yourself, um, be mentally sharp, be, be vibrant and, and healthy and have an amazing well-being and a vibrant life and get and not be afraid to get to the root cause of maybe some of that underlying stress and anxiety. You're the one for them. If you want to take charge of your health, I would be delighted to work with you. Yes, yes. That's what I gathered from that. And so I hope I restated that in a way that really just brought the point home to everyone. So we're going to have to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to hear more about, um, you had mentioned something earlier, how food can turn diseases on and off. 
I really want to dive into that a little bit, what you mean by that and how food actually does that. So stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it www.evamedelec.com slash quiz Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition not something you have Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now This is the year you can choose to change Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Deanna Galinda, who is on a mission to improve our health, our wellness, our well-being, and our mental fitness through foods. Now, before we went on the break, um, Deanna had mentioned how food can turn diseases on and off. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what you mean by that so that me and the listeners can understand that a little better. Well, we know in the 20th century, we have seen such a spike in chronic diseases that humanity has never seen before. 
diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease. And that also coincides when, when our food became industrialized. And what nutritional therapy does is it rescues the ancestral wisdom because for millennia in every culture around the world, uh, people have used food from nature either to heal disease or to prevent disease. And nutritional therapy marries that ancestral wisdom with modern science, which proves that there are these things called phytochemicals, for example, in plants that give it the, the color compounds that are incredibly essential for our health. We've also discovered the, the microbiome, right? There's this incredible bacteria system from our mouth all the way through our digestive tract and how essential that is. 70% of our immune system is in our gut. And it's incredibly important uh, with our, our brain health. It's so important that some people are calling our gut our second brain. So we now know that the foods from nature that humans have always eaten are the ones that are going to help all our systems work as efficiently as possible, as optimally as possible. And we can break them into two categories, the macronutrients. And I would actually count water as a macronutrient because it's the number one nutritional deficiency. Uh, even a 1% uh, deficiency of dehydration can cause mental issues, you know, brain fog, memory issues, tanks or energy. So water is our number one. So that, that's one thing I want to talk about a little bit, because a lot of times I remember before I was as knowledgeable as I am now, and I'm still gaining knowledge on uh, the importance of nutrition and hydration, that a lot of times when we think we're hungry, we're actually dehydrated and we're not drinking enough water. What are some other symptoms that you notice that may indicate that we are just not getting enough water in our bodies and we're actually dehydrated. This idea of brain fog that we can't focus or we can't really remember, we can't concentrate or we might get irritable. Um, the other thing we know is that when we sleep, our body does all its healing and repair and it's the trash collector comes around through our, especially in our brain, and it collects all the toxins and all the waste. And when we drink water first thing in the morning, we're going to eliminate all those toxins. So drinking water upon rising is one of the best things we can do for our health. Uh, we also know that most people in the United States are drinking things other than water. And the best thing is just plain filtered water. And if plain is boring for you, you can put, you know, lemon slices in it, cucumber slices, just make your infused water. I and knew you were going to say that as I'm drinking my <laughs> lemon and cucumber infused water as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it just sounds, it feels more refreshing. <laughs> Did you know there's no regulation on bottled water? I would say, and that also comes back to, you know, taking care of our earth is don't buy bot plastic bottled water and don't buy the smart waters because there's no regulation. They're not really that smarter. Water. They're not. <laughs> I just, just use play, you know, I have a filter in my refrigerator, thank goodness. And, um, you know, Every morning I fill up a big pitcher of water with some lemon from the garden and some cucumber slices. And that's what I drink all day, every day. And because I talk a lot, so I need to stay hydrated. But it was really a powerful observation for me to know that this one glass of water sitting by me all day wasn't enough. So I make sure that I'm actually moving and running up and down the stairs, refilling it. But that what dehydration actually causes in you. And just like you with, with, with your dad, some of the things I'm noticing with my dad is to make sure that he drinks enough water and stays hydrated for his, um, you know, his 
mental fog, his brain fog, his early Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And even with my spouse, my husband, when he starts having some, you know, he was having some issues with um, dizzy spells and things like that. And we realized that he was dehydrated, basically working out a lot, but not increasing his fluid intakes and losing a lot of electrolytes. And the doctors put him on all kinds of things, Deanna, and we can talk about this later with Western medicine, just trying to like, it's got to be your blood pressure or your cholesterol or your this. And uh, yeah. like they ask my dog what she eats if she's not feeling well, but they don't ask my husband. <laughs> well, here's another interesting idea is that our ancestors used to eat foods that were much more water dense. And we yes. in our modern foods today are processed foods. You know, we have all these wonderful organic vegan options, but it's still processed food and it's very dry food. So that takes me to our carbohydrates. We want to eat carbohydrates from nature. These are the ones that come from plants, right? So roots, leaves, nuts, spices, everything that you can think of that would come from a plant. And think about how many plant foods do you eat in a day and how many colors are on your plate? I'll come back to the colors. The, the, micro, the other macronutrient is our protein. And we really want to get sustainably sourced quality protein. If we're eating any meats, we want to make sure we're getting, again, grass-fed beef and we're getting organic chicken because that's the way humans have always eaten. And that's the food that's going to best nourish our bodies. Um, if we don't eat, uh, if we choose to go vegetarian, we need to really pay attention to our protein. This is the building blocks for the amino acids in our body, for our muscles. It, it just plays so many vital roles. And last, the most demonized has been fats. And we know now how critically important good fats from nature are. So my question is always, uh, read your labels. You want to make sure if it doesn't come from nature, avoid it because it's toxic. So these vegetable oils, canola oil, soybean None of those used to exist, you know, 200 years ago. So go back to your coconut oil, raw olive oil, grass-fed butter, avocados, nuts. These are all wonderful sources of good fats. And fish, fish is the richest source of the omega-3 fats that are especially important for our brain. The other category of foods that we're only now learning about how incredibly important they are, are the micronutrients. We've known about our vitamins. We know we need minerals, but still the majority of the U.S. population is deficient in the 13 most essential minerals. Magnesium is a great example of that. And the last idea is this idea of phytochemicals. These are natural compounds in plants that give them their colors. And we need all the colors. The most uh, beneficial for our brain health are the reds, purples, you know, think uh, red cabbage and berries and pomegranate. And what's powerful in nature is that the synergy, the interaction of these ingredients with each other, as opposed to getting, you know, a pill, a, a magnesium capsule, or now they're starting to sell all these phytochemicals. You'll see things called beta carotene or flavonoids. But again, we want to get those from our food because they're going to interact. And this is where the fats are so important, right? It makes me crazy that people will only buy low fat milk because you can't absorb the vitamin D and the calcium without the good without fat, the fat. In the milk. Well, I think it was in the 1970s that fats got wrongly demonized. And that's when we saw an uptick on heart disease and other diseases. It was that one article. Oh my goodness. Because I remember the New York Times, uh, the Times Magazine, I should say, 
came out with kind of a debunking of that article from the 1970s that made fat the enemy and not sugar. Exactly. And those two reports came out at the same time and everybody jumped on the anti-fat wagon and ignored the processed sugar, the sugar wagon. And it's the sugar that's really, you know, the most toxic, deadly thing, thing, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but just from everything that I read from other people who know more than me is yeah. that really sugar is the highest cause of inflammation yeah, absolutely. for our bodies. It- Mm-hmm. Did you know the average American is consuming 170 pounds of sugar a year? A lot of this is hidden sugar. You know, if you look at your organic chicken broth, you'll probably find cane sugar in it. If you look at your organic salad dressings, it's literally in everything. So we really have to be label detectives when we buy things. And again, if we're getting thing, our food from Mother Nature, we don't need to read any labels, right? But the other thing is refined flours, refined uh, grains have the same effect on our blood sugar that sugar does. So Mm. we really want to eliminate those as well. Going back to the idea of getting our carbs from nature, not from pasta, not from baked goods. And if we really can't live without our bread, then we want to go with nutrient dense breads, you know, give give me an example of nutrient dense bread, because bread, you know, I think bread gets wrongly vilified too. And there are certain types of bread. I know for myself personally, you know, I'm I'm only buying now when I do have bread, sourdough bread that has only three ingredients in it. Or my husband is baking bread, which I think everybody in the world baked bread when we were shut down from the pandemic. <laughs> and that's why flour was like $30 a pound or something like that. But I, you know, really looking at the labels, if it's got all of this stuff in it, I don't buy it. And I and I did find one brand of sourdough bread that had maybe three, four ingredients in it. I was like, okay, that, that'll give me my bread fix when I need it. Sourdough is a great option. Pumpernickel, the dark rye breads. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones are the sprouted breads. Normally you find these in the frozen food section. But the other idea about bread is if we eat it, we want to have some really good car uh, protein or we call it, we call it, you want to, you want to dress them, right? So you want to put some good fat on it. So have your toast with avocado, with hummus, with goat cheese, with almond butter. You know, you don't ever want to eat your bread alone, even grass-fed butter. It's better to have grass-fed butter on I'm your bread. I'm so happy you said that. You just made my day, Deanna, because <laughs> I was yeah. thinking everything I put on my bread is exactly what you said. I feel so validated in this interview right now. So when we talk about real foods compared to food, what is that distinction? Because you did list a lot of things here, but for the average person who just wants to start being more mindful, what would you consider real food compared to, I guess, I'm assuming processed. Am I wrong with that? You want to think of food that, again, comes from Mother Nature and think back before the agrarian revolution, before we learned to grow and genetically modify our grains, right? So you want to go back to think, what did people used to eat then? And there are really six categories of food. And what's really exciting about this idea is that you can go into any one of these categories and pick the foods that you like and eat them in the way that you want to eat them, right? So uh, the six categories are the leafy greens. So anything in the darker the leaf, the more nutrients it's going to have. In this category, we also count what are called the cruciferous vegetables because their flowers are, their buds are across. This is broccoli, cabbage, 
cauliflower. That's your first category. Your second category are the rainbow vegetables and fruits. And the more color, the better, right? Your oranges and sweet potato and carrots and pumpkin, the red and tomatoes and eggplant. Uh, again, the more color we get, the more diverse nutrients we're going to get. Your third oh, I wish we would know that in life too, honey. <laughs> The more color, the more diverse, the, the, the better for everyone, right? Isn't it funny how nature teaches us how we need to act in life as well? It does. And there's so much wonderful information coming out now on this idea of the phytochemicals. And it's also beautiful. And eating is a very sensory activity. And this is where it's not just what we eat, but how we eat. And one of the things I encourage my clients to do is to really tune in to the smell. The smell is what's going to trigger the processes in your brain for digestion, for adequate digestion and absorption. The smell, the texture, savor the texture. You know, so it's really a sensory experience. And when we eat mindfully, we'll absorb the nutrients better. So we, we shouldn't just scarf down the food because we're hungry. <laughs> what you're saying? Keep watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, really quick, what, do, what would you say would be um, one way that people I want to say this right. So that's why I'm kind of stumbling over my words. Regular folks who are just getting mindful to this nutrition stuff really quick before we get go on break. How can we decipher the real information from the information overload online? Like, is there any sites that you can recommend in, in one minute before we go to break? The environmental working group is one place I highly recommend because there's so much pesticides and so much genetic modification in foods that our bodies don't recognize them. So look at ewg.org, the dirty dozen list. These are the foods that are so dust and pesticides that we really need to be careful with them. And the clean 15, these are the ones we don't need to buy organic so that, you know, we still are getting a wonderful assortment of really rich nutrients. So if they're on the dirty dozen we want to buy them organically. It's not that we can't eat them. Right. But if we're on the clean 15, we can save the extra, you know, three cents a pound or whatever right. and, and get them uh, conventional. That's good to know. That's good to know. All right. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to dive more into now that we're eating all of these nutrient rich, colorful savory foods and we're really enjoying the texture and the color and all of that stuff, how can we make sure the nutrients from those foods are absorbed by our gut and into our brain and our bloodstreams? So stay with us, guys. We'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it www.evamedelec.com slash quiz Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition not something you have Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now 
This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. All right, everyone. We're back with Deanna Galindo talking about all of the wonderful things about food and really getting us up to speed about how we can take better care of our health, our mental wellness, our nutrition for our bodies and our minds. So Diane, Deanna, as a woman, my, myself, I'm always mindful of what I put in my body. How can I make sure that it's being utilized and absorbed to make a difference? Because I did have an experience where I felt I was doing all the right things and realized there were some fundamental things that I didn't do or didn't realize I needed to do that prevented my nutrients from actually getting to where they needed to be. One of the most important things that we've forgotten how to do is how to breathe. You know, we tend to breathe very shallowly and 
it affects a number of different things, but it, it actually does affect our nutrient absorption. So one thing I really encourage my clients to do is before you start eating, just take five slow inhales and five slow exhales. Just do that three times. And it's going to give your brain the time to click on all these. There's literally hundreds of processes that happen to digest your brain needs to tell your saliva to activate the enzymes to break down the carbohydrates it needs to activate the stomach acid that's going to break down the proteins it's got to activate the bile that's going to emulsify the fats so by slowing down and breathing before we eat we're going to really help our digestive process the other thing as i mentioned earlier is our gut health is so incredibly important so making sure the other food category i should have mentioned is the fermented foods these really help our bodies absorb and, you know, really deliver the nutrients to our body. And in this are called the prebiotics and the probiotics, which honestly, we really want to get them from plants. So for example, some of our best probiotics are things like asparagus or jicama. So the more we get these nutrients from, from food, the, from, from real food, from nature, the better our bodies are going to be. So asparagus is a prebiotic? Yeah, it is. So prebiotic means that this is the bacteria that's going to help feed the bacteria in our gut, the good gut bacteria. Oh. And ironically, sugar really kills the, the it feeds the bad back, bad back, gut bacteria. bacteria. Say, say that three times fast, right? <laughs> yeah. So really decreasing our sugar. And, you know, the best way is if you can do a 10 day sugar detox, your palate will reset. Your taste buds will literally reset. The bad bacteria is going to starve. So those sugar cravings, a lot of times are either the bad gut bacteria or there it comes from our brain. So we've known sugar is as addictive as drugs as, you know, there are the same area of your brain that lights up with cocaine addiction lights up with sugar. So if ever you've. Yeah. Sugar is crack. You know, sugar, sugar is, is, is absolutely crack. crack. Now, when you say sugar, are you putting fruit sugar in that category as well? Again, think back to, you know, pre-industrial, pre-agrarian revolution, people were eating sugar, maybe from honey, maybe in their fruits. And that's what our bodies are designed to absorb. So we really don't need sugar and always, always avoid artificial sugars because that's, we could do a whole talk, you know, a whole session on just on artificial sugars, which is super bad. If you really want some sweeteners, go with the ones from nature, honey, local honey will also help with allergies, a maple syrup, real maple syrup, which actually even has some trace nutrients in it, trace minerals. Um, you can also, honestly, if you put cinnamon in your coffee or in your tea or a little bit of coconut oil, a lot of times that'll satisfy that sweet uh, need that we have. So there are other options, but we really want to stay away from sugar if at all possible. So to absorb our foods, we want to breathe and we want to take good care of our gut bacteria. So other than the prebiotics, you know, I hear a little bit, uh, a lot about leaky gut and um, what is it? Dysbiosis? Dysbiosis. That's when the bad, there's more bad, bad, bad gut bacteria than good. <laughs> so we really, again, we want to do everything we can to feed the good, ba good bacteria. And the big part of that is stress management. So really developing some stress management practices that work for you, walking in nature, even honestly, just looking out the tr at the window at a tree is incredibly beneficial. But if we can, the more we connect to nature, the better our overall health is going to be walking barefoot in the grass, you know, just walking barefoot outside is really good for our gut bacteria. Um, gratitude, there's all kinds of research showing, you know, just even, you know, just saying one or two 
what I'm grateful for today before you go to sleep or before you eat, all these things are going to reduce the cortisol, the stress hormones, and they're going to really boost our immune system. The other thing we can do is dry brushing. This is where you take a brush and you always want to brush up towards your heart. And what that does is it activates your lymphatic system. So that'll help move out all the toxins and all the waste, and it'll really activate your body, your immune system to perform at its best. So doesn't, it, doesn't a mini trampoline do that too? Yes. That that's what I, I do every morning. <laughs> that's I have 15 to 20 minutes on mini trampoline. It, it, it took a while for for me to um, strengthen my pelvic floor muscles, if you will, <laughs> for that. And um, yeah, it really helps kind of with the lymphatic drainage. But what was surprising to me with, with the dysbiosis is for anyone out there who's like me that pretty much eats well and healthy, but loves the dessert or the occasional, you know, chocolate chip cookie or whatever, Float your boat to have that that little bit of sweet after dinner, not realizing how much it was actually preventing all of the good stuff that I had been consuming, preventing me from realizing the benefits of all of the good foods that I'm consuming. And just talking to you really, that was a big eye opener for me. So thank you. Well, I'm a big advocate for dessert. I love dessert. The good news is dark cacao is actually is full of these, you know, micronutrients called flavonoids are really good for our mood too. So there are ways we can get some really delicious desserts, anything with dark chocolate and coconut, uh, chia puddings. There's a lot of very simple fruit recipes we can make. And right now in summer, all these amazing seasonal berries and peaches. And, you know, you just want to top them with some really good fats, you know, whether it's a you know, I love making the, the, like the crisps with the granola and the coconut oil or grass fed butter. So putting a little bit of butter on our fruits is going to help us better absorb all those nutrients. And it's going to give us that mm, yummy, delicious and put a dollop of whole Greek yogurt on it, or a little bit of, you know, good vanilla ice cream, just read the ingredients, make sure there's no added nutrients. Mm. So we can enjoy our dessert. The big idea with dessert is to just eat it mindfully. And when you savor it thoroughly, then you really don't need a whole lot. It's just a little bit. And dessert is meant to be a treat. It's not meant to be a daily dosage either, right? So, <laughs> okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And a square of dark chocolate or some crystallized ginger after dinner. Sometimes it's just enough to do just the trick. a little bit. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. You know, I'm American. We tend to overindulge in everything. <laughs> and speaking of overindulging in our bodies. How can we prepare our bodies before we change our diet? Like, is this a cold turkey thing or is there a way that we can start to, um, I guess, titrate up to a certain way of eating and living? There is no one way. There, it's really, again, this is what's so beautiful about nutritional therapy. It's very bio-individual. It's finding what's going to work for you. For some women, it is cold turkey. And this is where that restart program is phenomenal because you essentially strip everything out that doesn't come straight from nature. And we support each other. So, you know, it's a very much of a group support to get through those three weeks of detox. Um, but the other, for other people, it's really a matter of, okay, I can't give up my bread. Okay, well, then let's just try to transition to this other bread. 
or let's give up that breakfast cereal that yes, it's organic, but you know, it's still processed and it's still nutrient deficient. So here, are you willing to make your own granola with lots of nuts and seeds and coconut oil? And then instead of filling up a bowl with granola, you fill up your bowl with some Greek yogurt or some kefir, and then you put a spoonful of granola and then you throw in a bunch of, um, you know, fresh fruit and maybe and you always want to add some flaxseed or chia for those good omegas. So for some people, it's really just finding better swaps and taking it one step at a time. The goal is for the changes to be sustainable over the long term. And ultimately, I found that when people do that, you know, normally it takes about a good 12 weeks, but then they feel so good that the changes become sustainable. And sometimes, you know, you fall off the bus and that's okay. You just get back on and you pick. What I really advise people to do is pick one change to focus on. And then once that really becomes a sustainable habit, layer on the other one. But again, it's finding what's going to work for you to make these long-term changes. What are some success stories that you can share with us? One of my favorite stories is I have a very dear friend of mine who honestly took this as a did my my five week detox class just to help me and be supportive of me. And <laughs> all of a sudden, she's texting me going, "Oh my gosh, my knuckles don't hurt, my knees don't hurt." It turns out that she just assumed because we're in our mid fifties now that aging meant you were going to start ache having aches and pains. That was just a logical part. And she just had all this inflammation in her joints, in her knuckles, and in her knees. That once we took out all that sugar, all the you know industrial oils she just started feeling so much better. And she was never a big advocate of making any, you know, sustainable changes because they were very much, she has three kids, she works, they're very much on processed foods, even though she's trying to make better options and she's eating a ton of fruit. So just swapping out some of the fruit with more vegetables. And then the, by the time the class was over, she said, I can focus my memory is better. And just having that recognition that her brain was working so much better is what motivated her to then do some one-on-one nutritional therapy with me. And here we are in probably 18 months later, and she has completely changed the way she eats. And she's like, I can bend down. I can play tennis. I can keep (laughs) up with my teenagers. (laughs) She just felt so good. It's just so much fun to see people recover themselves and feel good. Do people feel like they're missing out or denying themselves pleasure going through this program? Almost everyone worries about that coming in. They feel like they're going to be sacrificing or giving up, you know, and especially when I say we're for some people, the restart is what works best, just cold turkey three weeks. But honestly, when they feel so much better and even people that were not able to sustain it, a lot of times they'll come back six months or a year later and say, you know what, I'm, I just don't like the way I'm feeling. Having experienced what that was to feel good, the will make them re-engage. And this is, those are the people I'll normally say, just pick one habit and then let's layer on the next one, right? Because obviously for, some, for them, going cold turkey and making a dramatic shift didn't work. It wasn't sustainable. But once people feel, and I always say, it's, don't think about what I can't eat. Think about all the things I can choose to eat. You know, in today's world, I would challenge everybody to count, just track over the course of week, how many plant foods do you eat? And we'll find we're eating about 20, maybe if we're lucky. In the past, humans used to eat 800 different ones. 
And this is where it's super easy to add in a pinch of cinnamon or cloves or cumin. You can add any spice or herbs, fresh parsley or or cilantro or basil. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've bounced up the, the taste and the nutrition density. So go back and think of all these wonderful foods. And I love global foods because they're very rich in all these other nutrients or or ingredients, right? They're very rich in spices and in herbs, and they mix in a lot of other vegetables with the meat. And that's the way you want to eat just really crazy, delicious food. How can people who maybe not have access to these fresh, delicious foods, maybe they live in a food desert. Mm -hmm. What are some options for people who don't have the access or the privilege to, you know, like me, order, order my grass fed meat from a farm and have that delivered, you know, every couple of months or whatever that looks like. Give us some things that people who don't have a, a certain level of privilege can do, but they have that desire to better their health. You want to go back again to the foods that are accessible, foods from nature are accessible to beans are amazing. And dried beans are literally a couple of pounds a bag, maybe. So you just make a big pot of beans. I like to freeze them in a mason jar. And then, you know, it's better than having all these canned beans, grains, Mm. just using a lot more whole grains. um, And then just mixing in, you know, the beans with the grains. And again, trying, if you have access to any of the spices or the herbs, it's super easy, even in an apartment window to, you know, buy um, just, you can at the grocery store, even get the oregano with the roots on it or the green onions. You just buy a bunch of green onions, clip them, stick the roots in, and they'll just keep growing and you keep snipping them. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. All right. So we're going to be closing out soon. How can folks get in touch with you and maybe learn more about your program? Yeah, you can find me on colormyfood.com. Again, I would challenge you how many colors are on your plate. You want at least four. And then how many plant foods you get in a week. So colormyfood.com. You can email me at Diana G, D-I-A-N-A-G at colormyfood.com. And um Yeah, I'm really excited to share everything I know to help you feel better. And I have a download for the 12 brain essential nutrients and the food sources you can get them from. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Deanna. And, you know, what the work you do is so important to help us use our food to improve our health. And it's really a lot less expensive to use food than to use drugs, for sure. And I want to thank our listeners for choosing to listen to the show today. I, I know that having you spend your precious time with me today is an honor and a privilege, and I certainly appreciate you for that. And I want to invite you back next week for another episode of What's Important Now, Making Time for What Matters Most. Now, today's quote about time is from Andy Warhol, and this is what Andy has to say. They always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. So have a great week, everyone. And until next time, bye for now. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.